Hello everyone, hello Ireland. I would like to address my nation to the people of Ireland. I respect you all greatly and I would like to put forth some of my thinking. Listen to that. It's so relaxed. It's ASMR going on over in Warren's house this morning. There you go. Sometimes at night when it starts raining, the housemate will turn down the TV. He'll, tur- he'll, he'll mute it yeah. to listen to a bit of the rain. Loves the bit of the rain. Beats listening to you, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not listening to me. He's listening to community. Shut your face. What's it on? I mean, like, it sounds like a tin roof. Is it against the window, is it? It's against the skylight. Oh, I see. I see. Directly above where I'm recording this. Because, as you know, because I never talk about how small my house is. Never. 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 She was in a mansion in Harold's Cross. Never. Mm-hmm. That's lovely. That's very nice. Bring a bit of that to the the podcast for this episode. Um, I sleep in 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 my room. My the room I sleep in is it, it's not my room. No, nope. my children think that I, that me and Kate have separate rooms, even though we don't. Yes, for all but of their do. lives, I've been sleeping in another room. Yeah, uh, I remember when my parents did that because my father is a terrible smoke. Um, he was a terrible snorer. Yeah, and I'd be like, "What's going on?" And it was always very upsetting when they wouldn't be in separate rooms. This happened very much later in life. Oh no, because uh, you know what that's for. <laughs> I was like, why? Wait a minute. Why are you two in the why same you, bed? <laughs> what's what's happening what's happening here now? Yeah. What's, yeah, that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't fun. Also the wonderful thing as well about uh, sleeping in separate rooms is that the kids if they ever need help in the night, like if they've had a bad dream or something, they go to Kate and I and I'm never woken up. <laughs> if they need help in the night, just some financial planning, they wake up going, I don't have a pension. Yeah. I don't know what a tracker mortgage is, man. What a tra- tracker mortgage, yeah. Uh <laughs> But my room has uh, skylights on it as well. It has Veluxes. Mm, uh, mm. so, so this sound, I love it. I love that in the middle of the night. Genuinely, I love the sound of, oh, it's waking me up. It's lashing rain outside. Oh, cuddles Beautiful. and snuggles. And I've got the whole bed to myself, a kingside bed to myself. It doesn't get much better than this. And the child- not my room, though, everybody. It's, it's not, not my, my room. room. It is actually mm-hmm. technically the spare room I sleep in. But uh, Oh, yeah, your kids are going to be damaged when you... When they wake up, when I they go in so. at night, and you're in the other room, they'd be like, Wait, "What's going what? on here?" Yeah, yeah. Hold on now. What? What? There's, there's Daddy in this bed. What's, this, what's, hmm. what's going on here? You shouldn't be here. They're housemates. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy has no. Daddy has no sexual organs. He's like a Kendall under there. As has been Kendall. Uh, right. Hi. By the way, sixbitspod at gmail dot com is our email address. It's this. It's the podcast. I'm Ray. And there's Warren. Hi. Hello. And it's rain. Let's try and do six bits, will we? Um, hairdresser's opening. We start number one. Can I start over here? I think we may as well as we all know what we're going to be talking about. Ha- what? Hairdressers? Is the line of We're juicy? going to be talking about about no. We're going to be we're going to talk about the hopeful announcement at six o'clock this evening. It's funny because everyone's talking about it as if the announcement has already been done. But this is uh, half ten on Thursday morning, and. Uh, even listening to the news on the radio this morning it was like this is happening that's happening and from this date this will be happening from that it's like hang on a second the announcement hasn't actually been made yet we actually we don't what, what's the what, what's the meaning of this is it, is it actually leaks or is it uh, open sort of uh, discussion it's leaks right it's that's them, disgraceful it's them it's um, it's journalists 
pressing pressing the flesh pressing the flesh thank yeah. you and there was one thing I saw last night from Jennifer Bray from the Irish Times was now don't shoot the messenger right I'm just this is just what people are saying is that Tony Hol- Tony Hoolan is looking decidedly he's looking happy okay lads don't don't shoot me don't read into whatever it. that means and I was like that's either Tony's super happy at making us lock down even more yeah. or he's going yeah we can open up a little bit it's all right he's happy to give good news yeah interesting yeah uh, on a tangent Anytime I see her name, Jennifer Bray, her byline, yes. yeah, uh, uh, she interviewed me years ago. She wasn't a political. She wasn't always a political correspondent, like a heavyweight. Yeah, journalist. after she interviewed you, she was like, "I need to get out." Of this I need to get out of the lightweight. Crap. Well, it's so funny though because it is. It was lightweight. Clearly, talking to me is lightweight crap, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and she was lovely. By the way, we had a lovely chat. I always remember. I always remember. I very rarely remember the names of people that I do interviews with. Yeah. She's and an excellent journalist. Love. Oh, she's fantastic. I read her um her digest that she does. The the, the political yes. report that the, the Times sends through an email every um couple of days on what's happening in the world of politics, and she's fantastic. She's a great writer. She's really really good at what she does. Um, but anytime I see it, I always go, huh, 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 okay, all right. Because to go from me to you know actual news is a big leap, you know. So well, and I I respect her for that. My newsreader on a Saturday morning used to be, uh, when I was on the radio, used to be Richard Chambers. All right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like he, Richard used to be my newsreader. We'd be chatting, having the lols. We used to go for drinks after work at one o'clock. And now I'm like, look at you now. Yeah, being an actual, <laughs> doing actual journal is Actual stuff. He used to do the fill-ins uh, on reading the news on Today FM when I was on lunchtimes. He, uh, mm. He would do the odd fill in on the because he it's that sort of thing. It's like a, a good few of my friends. He did law. All oh, right. Like one of my one of my mates, Paddy Ryan, who owns Firehouse in Delgany. You'd know him from uh-huh. Ireland AM. Um, he did corporate law, and then as soon as he got his one one, he was like, "I'm out of here. I'm becoming a chef. I've done my parents. They, there you go. They can't give out to me ever again. Now I'm doing what I want." Bacon and Richard bread. did law, and he was like. I can't be dealing with this. This is no. I'm out of here, lads. No, 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 no. Well, I didn't no. know that about him at all. Actually, I thought uh, I thought the the dream was always the baking. That was what he was always pursuing. That's interesting. Yeah, no, no, it could have been a a ruthless corporate lawyer, our Patrick Ryan. Um, Do you want to so go through these then, or talk you... about? Well, it's really nice with the you know click and collect for non-essential retailers is opening on May 10th, mm-hmm. but then all non-essential retailers are fully opening on May 17th. Yeah, so what's the point, really, for the sake of a week? <laughs> for a week? Yeah. It's just so that we don't lose the run of ourselves, I think. You know, like, lead up to Christmas. Let's lead them back in slowly. Let's let's not overwhelm all the retail staff with the absolute lunatics coming in. Because someone was saying to me yesterday, he was like, oh, at the start, everything was so nice. People would queue and they'd be chatting in the queue. Uh, this person has a food sort of a place. Yep. And he's like, now people are getting a bit snappy. They're getting, oh. a bit, they're getting, a, they're getting a bit snappy. We're done. He's like, everyone's done. Open they're done. stuff up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, how do you feel about the, the outdoor dining? I th- say that'll be a good thing. I, I, saw, I heard someone complaining this morning that this, and it's worth noting that not not every business, not every pub or restaurant has a, an outdoor dining facility that they can give to people or they can offer mm-hmm. people. But yep. uh, I suppose for now it just makes sense. I mean, I, it's it's shitty. I think for any places business, around yeah. the country, um, like when I think of a lot of places I would go to in Limerick. They do have outdoor spaces. Yeah. And a lot and of places have adapted. Galway. And they've kind of, they've, you know, yeah. 
But then some places just don't have that option and you would have to feel for those people. The sooner we open everything up, the better. But yeah, this is a great step in, in the right direction. Hairdressers and barbers as well expected to be announced on some level to be opening up as well in the next couple of weeks. May 10th. And not a moment too soon, it has Haven't to be said. Haven't made the appointment. Haven't you're too it. late now. You won't get one until August now. You might as well forget Oh it. no, yeah. I'm absolutely screwed. Yeah. Because someone, a hairdresser said to me, they were like, do you want me to book you in? On on um, Instagram, do you want me? Do you want me to to book you in for when we open, just so that you've got an appointment there? And I was, I made a joke back, thinking this isn't going to happen. What yeah. are you talking about? It's grand, and now I'm like, oh no! And they're like, ah, yeah, we're booked up until September, though. They'll make room for you for they, they, for for more than more enough to tell you. Yeah, they'll make room for you. <laughs> Not a hope in hell. Here's a question for you. I've, I've only just, honest to God, only in the last uh, couple of weeks, really. I found I need a. Se- I need a second handful of shampoo because my hair's gotten so long. And I kind of thought, as oh I was my washing my goodness. hair, I thought, how much how much shampoo do girls use then? Because I don't have girl length hair. It's just quite long male hair. How much shampoo do you use in a, in a standard wash? Not a lot. So the trick is uh-huh. to use a little bit first, okay. like a really small bit. So that gets into your hair and it feels like you're not washing it at all. But it gives it some sort of a pre-scrub and then you wash that out and then you use a slightly bigger bit and then you're all sudsy. So you don't have to use as much. Because it's not sudding up on the first one because of the oil in your hair, I guess. It doesn't sud up at all, but it gets most of it out. But to save yourself a bit of money, because I bought myself very expensive shampoo recently Uh and I only have to use a tiny dollop of it because I use a shitty shampoo first. Oh, right. (laughs) Oh, that's a good idea. Clean it first and then sort of condition it. Yeah, just to get all of the... The the can of hairspray dye that I have to put in every single day to cover up the roots. Yeah. I just wash that out with shitty shampoo and then I use the expensive stuff. And only a little dollop. And you have to wash that out every day, that stuff. Would it leave a stain on your pillow, the, the spray stuff? Does that do that? No, no. It stays in the hair. Oh, it stays, okay. I don't I don't wash my hair every day. Are you mad? Are I you do- mad? I, I wash my hair every day. That? I, I wash my hair every day. See, I don't have to worry about the price of shampoo because Kate buys it. <laughs> and then I just use hers. <laughs> it's, uh, and there's always a sense of guilt of like, ooh, I think this is a good shampoo. She wouldn't know like, ooh, I think. Yeah, but now she will know that you're using more because you've got long hair. Yeah, I am definitely using more. Like, I'm going to a second handful now. And it's like, oh, Jesus, there's low What did you make of Tony Blair's hair? I this thought it week. was frightening. He's gotten quite skinny as well. Of course, he's not hes not a young man anymore. But I thought it was quite no. fr- frightening. The um, He looks kind of like, um, uh, I don't know, like um, like an old man. <laughs> what does he look like? He looks, he looks sort of like um, like a mummy or something, doesn't he? And the, the hair, like half. He looks like half. Hugh Hefner sort yeah. of vibes. I want a big deep dive podcast into oh, yeah. Sherry and Tony. Yeah. Because I was listening to a podcast on the Murdochs at one stage. And, you know, the interactions between Tony and Wendy Deng. Yes. Rupert's ex. Yep. That's all fascinating. That she fancied him, wasn't it? That the- Well, also that Rupert kind of rang one of their houses and they were like, oh, no, she's with Tony. Tony Blair. Yeah. Why? Why is why is he in our Santa Barbara mansion? What's what's happening here? Because they have been really good himself and Rupert had been mates, sort of, obviously. Yeah. And uh, then he's like, "What's what's going on? Why is he there?" If I'm and not I'm, there, yeah. I just I just want to know the dynamic between Sherry and Tony. Was it not business? Could it not be more Clintony sort of vibes as well? That it's like 
as much. Well, it's the more, vibes aren't good. I, I well, well, <laughs> but, I, but I, I mean, in terms of the dynamics of their action, their just their relationship, without going wide beyond the, the the two of them to other people, could uh, be. Yeah, like more of a partnership, a business partnership, and uh, I don't know. Uh, but with himself and Sherry, but that was always the thing in the nineties because they had the baby when yeah. they were in number ten, and it was always like, hey, 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 hey. Oh, yo, they're I... good old. And then he converted to Catholicism after oh, yeah. he left number ten. For Sherry, because yeah. he was like, I have to stay Protestant until I get the top job, just in case. And then I can do what you want. Right. Fine. Then I can become one of the other lads. He found God after he decimated the Middle East. That's, uh, <laughs> it's a pity he couldn't have found it just a few years earlier, Tony. Anthony. It's just Definitely weapons of mass destruction. What are you talking about, Hans Blitz? There's you know what? Catholicism itself, one would say, some would say, organised religion. Uh, Manny would say mm. is a form of is a weapon of mass destruction Tony do you think that's what's going to happen with Arlene now she's going to convert to Catholicism no, somehow <laughs> somehow I don't re- I was saying this morning somehow, I, she, somehow so I don't see that one happening maybe it will who knows maybe it will uh, very funny I was reading um, an article about her she was interviewed when she was a kid she was in a bombing when she was a kid uh, yeah, her father was shot, wasn't he? That was before that, yeah. And then right. her, she herself, and she was on in a, in a school bus on her way, it was in the Irish Times, actually. She was on a school bus on her way to school and uh, she was being interviewed alongside a Catholic girl um, uh, because the, bomb, the the bus had both on it, both Catholic, the Catholics and Protestants on it. And um, they, she was asked the question, "Why don't you, you know? Do you, do you sit together?" Or, or and she was like, "No, no, no. We don't sit together. We sit. We sit <laughs> apart. No, 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 no. Four year old child. No, 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 no. Why don't she was like a teenager? I'm guessing at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worth a good read. But I was also saying, not a big smiler, Arlene Foster. Not a very smiley lady. But then again, the the unionists, not a very smiley people. No. Looking at the people who might take, there was this big lineup of who might take Arlene's seats and every single picture was dour. Grim. This isn't just Protestantism. This is like Scottish Presbyterianism. Yeah. And I just want to see the posters for recruiting. It's like you have to look miserable. All No bit of happiness. There's no bit of happiness in this. Just give me that miserable face for our election posters and we're good to go. Like, she she has to have a bit of crack. I wonder if she sit down watching Real Housewives or Parks and Rec and go, this is great. I can't I... see it happening. I, I, well, everyone has some levity in their lives, a bit of crack at some point. I'd love to know also, what a bit of crack is. to reach those levels, I met Micheál Martin years ago. Of course, he's a different, totally different person anyway, but I remember like uh, uh, years and years and years ago, met Micheál Martin and I was like, oh my God, you're you're nothing like um, I expected you to be like. And Enda, <laughs> I've met Enda on several occasions. This is before he was the Hail Fellow Well Met sort of vibes, but he was very much Hail Fellow Well Met. Great, great crack. Very personable. Very, and I'd say to reach that level as a politician, even in the unionist, <laughs> you need to have, <laughs> you need to have a personality. I guess. Do you know, even if, a if, bit of crack. Yeah. Did you see the reeling in the ears on Sunday? No. So it was about Enda and his charm offensive, and this was after the IMF were coming into Ireland. It was 2012. Yeah. Jesus, it was. It feels like it's been 2012 for an awful long time. We're back there going, house prices have got insane, da-da-da, whatever. And they've got all these, they had all this montage of Enda chatting to all the world leaders. Them all slapping him on the back and being like, Enda, how are you, buddy? Yeah. I'm was, like, isn't he having a great laugh? Enda was the, was one of the lads. He really was on the international stage, or at least the European stage for a very long time. Yeah. He was. No Bertie suit by him. Uh, wait, what? 
Remember Bertie's suit? His canary yellow suit? No. You do. With the world leaders, they were walking on a beach at some G20 summit or something like that. And all the lads in their grey and navy suits and Enda's there in like a canary yellow linen yoke. I must look it up. <laughs> he yeah. really stood out. I was in a nightclub once with Enda Kenny. Dancing on the dance floor of a nightclub. I was about... Oggy, oggy, oggy. This is before he was... Um, they, were, they weren't even in government. It was the Fianna Fáil was in government, I think. And it was the very early... It could have been 2000, 2001. And uh, it wasn't like... It, it wasn't like it was coincident, coincidentally that he was on the dance floor and I was on the dance floor and we were in separate groups. Like... I was there at the same time at the same thing and <laughs> and uh, and I was kind Why? of tangentially dancing with Enda Kenny. <laughs> yeah. Why? I'll never and forget it. wasn't it. a wedding. And this is, this is long before. He was just a TD, I think, at the time. And he must have had a ministerial post prior to that. But um, Finnegal were in the wasteland and uh, I remember thinking to myself, this fella is grey crack, but there's no way he's a serious politician. <laughs> And I was a child at the time. I would have been nineteen, twenty. This is like I, I was working. I'll tell you what it was. I was working in news. I was a so so called journalist, and it was a Christmas function for uh, journalists. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, one of those get-togethers. Yeah, a, yeah. Se- a session type thing, and then a bunch of people ended up in this nightclub afterwards. So it wasn't necessarily like. There was the do, first of all, and that was great crack, like food and drinks and whatever, pre-Christmas. And then it was like, we going on, we going on? And so we went on and along with us came Enda Kenny. Enda Kenny. And a couple of other, some politician from Clare since retired and uh, a couple of other politicians. And Enda Kenny. And he was great crack. He was great crack. I was in the Glimmer Man in Dublin once and um, just having a few drinks. And the next thing... Enda walks in, Enda Kenny walks in because his apartment was up the road. Yeah. And as he walks in, everyone's like, Harry Enda, how's it going? Everyone in the pub knew him. And I was like, what is going on here? And they're like, oh no, this is Enda's local. I was wow. like, all right, this is his local in Dublin. The barmen were like, how's it going? And I started chatting to someone there and they were like, ah, no, 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 in here now. And he, it doesn't, we don't chat about that sort of stuff. We just have oh, a bit okay. of crack. And it's, and I was like, all right, so would there be all political? He's like, oh yeah, sure, I'm a Fianna Faller. He's great crack though. Yeah, well, like, th- okay. there you go. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's worth noting as well. I don't mean in to be real c- life. It doesn't have to be Twitter. Yeah, I, yeah. And I, before it reaches Twitter, I, you know, I'm not. Uh, uh, I'm, all I can do is take the man at face value, and I'm apolitical myself. I, and that's what I do with every candidate, really. In, in well, it election. was interesting. Owen Murphy on Claire Byrne during the week after oh, he announced part, his part resignation. Like three quarters of an hour of a. Of it a, was three quarters long of an goodbye. hour. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But she did ask him sort of what do you think of the future of public life you know where you you know with social media and he did make some good points because I've been thinking about this for a very long time what sort of a politician are we going to get when all they get on social media is just abuse Mm -hmm. and a lot of people would be like well you should be able to take it but telling you that you should die continually for something I'm I'm not going to sit there it's a special sort of of psychopath that that can do that that can uh, compartmentalise uh and and the funny thing, I used to be one of those t- type of psychopaths. And o- over time, though, it does. Well, you change as a person, first of all. Like you become more um, uh, in different things. Like becoming a parent, in my case, definitely cha- yeah. changed me. Like there was a time in my twenties, you could say what you like about me, and I'd be like, yeah, whatever, yeah, bring it on. 
there's something very strange about, in my case, and everyone has different things that happen to them, like bereavements or um, growing up or losing the job or getting a job or people change. It's, it's human nature. So something could happen in your life to change you. And then you could become susceptible to this this whole other world that 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 you never considered could ever mm-hmm. impact you it it opens you up even just to, just a chink and then it's like a, a a tsunami i often say about um i often use ian dempsey as the example right this isn't really about ian dempsey but uh, ian dempsey or tony fenton who i would have worked with years ago that um they it, it, it this comes back to the old murphy question like what kind of politician are we going to have in the future much mm-hmm. like what kind of broadcaster or what kind of public uh, figures do we have yeah. as well? Similarly, that Ian Dempsey started his career and had basically decades to operate in the public, you know, on the radio, doing the job, uh, potentially being shit at it or learning it or having bad days and good days or putting a foot wrong or making mistakes without ever having to read a text saying he's shit. Or, oh yeah, directly. Yeah, yeah, straight away. Right into your brain on the moment you've just done the thing or you're trying to, mm. to, to broadcast or or a tweet or a WhatsApp or a, or any of that. All you had to do was just be on the radio, right? Same with Tony or, or any of that generation that like... And learn your and learn your job. Somewhat, yeah. Learn your craft and operate just mm. in the, just in the um, role of yep. putting this out. This is the only thing I have to do. Whereas, well, I was part of the crossover generation that like there would have mm. been email and then texts were coming in around the time I was on pirate radio uh, and texts then were, were the game changer for a lot of people particularly of that generation that was like oh my god oh my god like the you could say something get a reaction and it might not be the reaction that you'd like I mean a lot of it isn't the reaction that you would like because yeah. that again is human nature I mean t- texts to radio stations was the fir- was the first iteration of Twitter really uh, yep. except everyone else couldn't see it and then Twitter <laughs> t- Twitter came in but it's it's a really interesting and, and then again we are now creating uh, public figures or broadcasters or, or radio presenters nobody wants to be a radio presenter anymore thank God because they can go on Instagram and you know make money on yep. make money that way they don't need to go on Twitter or on, uh, on the radio but um, it's a very different type of person that we're, we're creating well for for an awful lot of things Everything, um, yeah. Like I know a few people that would be in, you know, building or or um, planning or in commerce and that kind of stuff. And they would get involved in debates about what's happening with the future of a city or obviously there's a lot, a lot is going on with Limerick at the moment. And, um, you know, I dip in, I'm gone from Twitter, but I dip in when certain things happen just to see reaction. And... <laughs> Sometimes it's like, I want to set you a light for what you just said. I'm like, they're just talking about a road, Lance. It's just their opinion. They're just talking about the civil engineering of a road. That's yeah. it. Isn't that like, isn't that so sad? And I'm like, it's just mad yeah. that I'm like, that's, that's, that person decided to say, oh, it's been built the wrong way or something like every job these days, everything that you do. It's just, it's just the nature of the discussion. It's just the nature of this person discourse. with blonde hair inside and this done stores, da, da, da. Yeah. Terrible cashier. I was standing for thirty seconds. It's like you're attacked for your and job. Yeah, done stores. And yeah, you're just like Jesus Christ, lads. Stop. There, now. there is. Stop um, it. There, that's awful, right? But there is a, a just not just as awful, but nearly as awful is the other the um, the other side of Twitter, the the fake positive side of Twitter, which is uh, this sort of. Um, I see it a lot. Uh, 
people sort of uh, <laughs> like it's licking up to each other or sucking up to each other. That it's like, right. like, like you. Let's use your example of Limerick, right? That like, I don't know, a planner putting up a thing saying, uh, "We just got the contract for the new road." Say right, right, and then a bunch of other planners and contractors and, <laughs> and county councillors and uh, uh, restaurant owners. You know this sort of like, oh, delighted for you, oh, thrilled, oh, delighted. That's great. It's like you're not, you're not delighted for them at all. I mean, you're not. But it's just a thing that you're saying because it's this public sort of. It's, a, yeah, it's like a PR also, exercise. And I, but there has I, I don't to like be that some either. sort of positivity. There oh, has yeah, to be some at, sort of positivity. Like I say, it's not a, it's not as bad. It's nearly as bad though because it's fake. Like it's just like it's like um, going to a conference and giving someone your business card. That's shite. Of like, right? You know, give me a call. You know, we'll we'll do business. It's that kind of um, chamber of commerce, as I always call it, the Twitter chamber of commerce. Commerce. I just of. wonder when we can go back to say having other things in our lives, bothered bar just looking at screens yeah if we'll loose if we'll lighten up a bit like I wonder if it's oh sure I know I'm going to the pub tonight oh I don't need to I don't need to write that to someone ah no I don't want to get involved in that I'm going to the pub for three hours that's an interesting question will we will we just put all of the the dirge the the horribleness that has been going on since we'll say a August of last year when it got, it started to get really bad again. When the good weather started to go, and we weren't all in it together anymore, and it's gotten That's really so horrible. Yeah. I wonder. Twitter if was it will yeah. Just loosen up. Social media on Twitter was always horrible. I mean, the, there's no choice about that. But yeah, but there it, are studies yeah. showing it has been worse. Like yeah. last year was the worst year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's interesting that people might have more perspective or that people might... I think there's an awful lot more people just going, I'm putting the phone away for two hours because it's gotten... Be- mm. Particularly when you're spending and uh, get, getting out. Like the working from home thing, I, I think, is really affecting people in the, since January, really, or jumps since since winter. That like, there's, um, there's so, a feeling of being in the house working and then being in the house trying to live and then going on your phone then and looking at Twitter. I saw one person had put up a tweet that had an awful lot of, this is a while back, had an awful lot of positive comments. And she was just making the point that working from home for me has worked an awful lot. Um, I start work at nine, I finish at half five. Whereas before I was getting up at six mm. to get a bus into town and getting caught in traffic. And by the time I got home in the evening, I was too wrecked to cook anything. You know, my diet's got, I don't want to go back to that way of life of spending three hours in traffic. Uh-huh, be careful And now. <laughs> then I saw a few hours later, she put up a thing going, oh my God, how has it been misconstrued? So I looked at all of the tweets, some of the tweets, loads of people really positive and then loads of people... Oh my God, you're, you're, um, what, you're like, um, you're a house snob, essentially. You've got a house. Loads of people don't have houses. Yeah. How dare you talk about this? It's an absolute disgrace. I was like, how did one person saying, I've really enjoyed actually being able to finish work at half five to make a dinner? Yeah. Become something. An attack on you. Could but, but people read at, it. And a, I do it myself. You read everything as an attack on you on social media for some reason. That it's because it's. So it's and it's not. It's talking about. It's not about you at all. But you are, you're inclined to read it, though, because the whole discourse is framed as combative. That you read everything that's said, even in the most innocent of in way, in most innocent of terms, innocent ways, with the most innocent of intentions. That you read it as a as an affront or it's an attack uh, on you. That said, on that subject, there were two things in the paper this morning. One, 
Um, there, there was a, a, sur- a survey from Trinity Business School, right? Mm. That says uh, researchers are warning that a return to the pre-pandemic days of rushing into the office, this is the morning commute and the stress mm. that that entails, the mo- the, particularly the morning commute, that it takes so much out of people in terms of adrenaline. And I often have it actually on the way over to TV3 on a Friday evening, genuinely. Oh God, don't. The feeling of like, you know, of like, oh God, the traffic can't depend on it. Am I going to be late? And it's also terrible because, you know, when there's an accident. And oh yeah. you're like, lads, I'm going to be an hour late. And you're like, you're angry at that. And then you're going, but there's been a serious accident. Hold on now. Is that not the more important thing? Let's hope that they're okay. Yeah. Oh no. But you're yeah. like, I'm an hour late now. But then you have to come in an hour late, frazzled, sweaty. I get really sweaty when I'm panicked. Sweaty. And then go, right, for, quickly, forget all that and interview, I don't know, somebody off Love yeah. Island or something. Do you know? Yeah. It's, uh, and that's that, that applies to everyone in their work lives. And they're saying that once lockdown ends, um, that it should be, uh, yeah, well, there, there's talk, we'll see what happens, but there's talk of this rotation business. Also, people, this was a Cork story, because of course I'm on Cork's Red FM. People in Cork have enjoyed life in lockdown, says Survey. So this is this is just like that lady you were describing on Twitter a few minutes ago. 59%. Of Cork people have admitted to enjoying life in lockdown. Isn't that a huge number? Cork is a wonderful county. That's the thing you Let's see. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cork has everything. And Cork, everything you could possibly yeah, want. Now Cork. I know you were meant to only be going five kilometres. But we all know. We all saw people going to the beach. Going to the mountains. Yeah. Going to this. Also and Cork like, people really love Cork. So They really love yeah. Cork, but the county does have an awful lot to yeah. offer. Like, yeah. it really does. Everything you could want from Ireland is in Cork. Yeah, you've got everything. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, <laughs> They've got everything. Maybe, maybe we should go to Leitrim and ask. Although people in Leitrim are very settled and very happy to be in Leitrim as well. But Except house prices. An awful lot of people, because um, they were able to work from home, this was last year, um, house prices had gone up and rent. You couldn't rent in Leitrim. Cause in so many Leitrim? People moved, uh, Leitrim and Roscommon, there Jesus. was really big issues um, with rental markets. If you could a move, where would on. you move? And not Limerick. If you could move, where would you move? Kerry. Kerry, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Very far Hundo. away, Kerry. Kerry's very far away though. Isn't that lovely though? <laughs> it's a long drive. That drive up from Dingle that time. I don't know how you do it on the regular. My God, it's very far away. But that's what I was thinking about. You know, it's very far away. Also, see, the, the weddings are kind of coming back. Yeah. So you can have, what is it, up to 50 people at a ceremony, but only six at the reception. Inside, and up I'm to 15 outside if you're having a reception outside. outside. Yeah. And I was sitting there going, if I ever want to get married, I need to do it now so that I can't bring people to a reception. <laughs> like, I have, to get, I have to get on this now. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I take the 25, 25 at a reception. That's, that's all I want, yeah. just so that the family can be there. And and you wouldn't have I'm, to worry about any, inviting anybody else. Yeah, that's. I'll have a party afterwards. Yeah, but we were actually discussing this. I was like, do we have to go and because you you've got to do that three month thing and don't you? What three month you've thing? You've got to you've got to sign. Get your first of all, you got to get your license, your marriage license, right? And that can take up to three months. And then you've got to do that course, the religious course. Oh, are you you're going to get married in a church? Are you? No, well, see. See, we were fundamentally opposed to the whole religion thing, so 
We didn't, well, we didn't do the marriage course, but we did. I'd like my fake sister-in-law to get her licence so that she could marry us. Because she'd be great. A humanist, is it? Or something like that, is it? Something like that. But yeah. do you not have to do... You don't have to do a course then if you don't get married in church? No. it's The course is only for uh, for the priest, the, the local priest, to get to know you and say that... to it's, a, it's indoctrination is what it is. There is a value to it, don't get me wrong. There's a value to it because they do ask... A, a course of some kind is actually a really good idea... In general. Friends of mine have found it. They were like stuff we had never thought about yeah. came up in this yoke. Yeah, but that it's we still a religious. Never discussed. It is a religious thing, but there's definitely value to it. I would say the biggie, which is definitely worth always discussing, is the 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 commitment one way or another uh, to babies. And what's the time frame? Yeah. Like, are there babies? What's the time frame? Are we on the same page here? Because a lot of people they go they go and do that course and they realize. Whoa, 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 hang on a minute. We never fully discussed that. Now, there's a load of other things as well that they can talk about in your relationship that comes up. Which I think is mad. If you're about to get married and you haven't had the full baby discussion. You see, that's the thing. People, uh, it's so common. Not that that you have to be married to have a kid, by the way, obviously. uh, 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 Yeah, but like, if if that's going to be part of the dynamic, you're like, you know, some people have the thing of like, we're going to get married and we're going to have a picket fence and we're going to have a lovely little bungalow Mm. in the country. We're going to have 25 babies. And all this, and then it could. I, th- I think an awful lot of people's relationships, certainly in ours as well. Like, and, and we we're pretty. You know, we regard ourselves as pr- pretty together and pretty balanced, and I don't know, pretty normal. We would think everyone thinks they're normal, of course. But like the, you would you just end up marrying your girlfriend or your boyfriend? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just yeah. Ma- marriage isn't anything more than just staying girlfriend and boyfriend on a more and serious level. Really, that's yeah, that's really all it is. And some people. It just depends on the the level to which you do that. I mean, it could be takeaways and Netflix and and bottles of wine and on Friday night until you love the way you're. I'm <laughs> describing my relationship. This is what you're. I thought no. you were describing mine without the children. I'm like, yep. That's, no, I'm that's describing me. my, and that's exactly <laughs> what it is. And it, it that the 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 heavy chats don't come up an awful lot because life gets in the way and being mm. being stopped in the run up to it is definitely of value, but um. I don't. I don't think in a religious context it should necessarily be done. Unless the question is like, do you do you, do you want to raise your kids in this faith and that kind of thing? Which is, if you're having kids, it makes sense. We we knew we weren't going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that said, they they're both baptized. They're both doing their first holy communion. See, there you the, go. Yeah, education I, system. Yeah. I thought after Brendan died that I get this whole thing that maybe it would be like I get some faith back because he loved the old church. And I was like, this will be lovely now. I'll feel an awful lot better when this has happened. Nothing. I haven't felt anything. I'm like, oh, for God's sake. And that was his thing. He was like, maybe you'll feel a little bit, you know, after, I'm, after I've popped off. And I'm like, maybe, maybe it'll happen. What kind of faith Nothing. are you talking about, though? Are you talking about like the, like the boring old Catholic actually church knowing, faith? Actually actually feeling like, oh, there's a heaven. All right, okay. That sort of stuff, like just real fundamental stuff that we've not, been taught our entire lives. Have you not found since his death? Jesus, I don't mean to get all serious now, and you have to go to your meeting now. Like, oh yeah. That like, um, I certainly found that like, uh, not necessarily about like the the spirit or heaven or the pearly gates or anything like that, but I certainly found a more a better connection to sort of spirituality, or um. A sort of a not in, not in a higher power. This, I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm. I am an actually an atheist. I don't really believe in any of that. Like, um, I don't believe in all that. But I definitely felt it, and a sense of how of the important. Um, oh man, how do I describe it? The 
the aura of the person being in you to to some degree. That sort of um, the connection no. to that. No, I wish. Mm. I really do wish. It was like the day after he died, he'd been taken away, and he'd come back to the house at four o'clock, and then at six o'clock, I was just sitting there and I was looking at him in his box in the sitting room, and I was like, "Oh God, you're just gone." I didn't get anything. And I just assumed that I would. Maybe I just assumed too much that I would because I'm agnostic and not an atheist. Mm. But now I think I might be atheist because I just haven't felt a thing. Spiritually. And if he is, yeah. if he is, if it is true and he's looking at me now going. You'd be very disappointed. Jesus <laughs> Christ, why are you such an idiot? Like you're yeah. such, he's like, I'm right here. I can hear everything that you're saying. Like that's fine. But I Brendan is listening to our podcast, guys. Nothing. He's listening to our podcast, and he is no, he's definitely what he's, he's definitely he's definitely at a golf cl- he's at the golf course. Oh yeah, yeah in Limerick. That. If that's the thing, he's just looking at the lads going, Flo- "Buddy, flushing meadows." Don't, don't, you don't have to. You don't have to take up all the grass, buddy. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, take a nice easy swing. Can I, wait, wait, you, you can uh, refuse to answer. Um, but have your other siblings? I, I take it your mother is uh, religious, or she would have faith. Yeah. Absolutely, very angry with God. And then your subsequent, uh, subsequent to the funeral, then your other siblings have they a connection, or have they? They you... two of them do. Right. I don't think my brother. I don't know what he might be feeling. Something we haven't actually discussed it. I haven't discussed it with him. But I think my sisters are. They're par- part of the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. They're a part of. They. They're like. Oh yeah, that's good. And they. Fe- Although I have found myself in churches without realizing I'm in a church. Mm. That's happened a few times Since? recently. Right. Since he died. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I doing here? One day I actually just went, what am I doing in here? And I was in our church. I was like, this is weird. I had no idea I'd gone in there. Oh. So that was a bit weird. Yeah. He's calling you but, in. He's calling you home to the faith. Oh, he's ca- Jesus, he's calling he'd, be so, he'd be so happy. Delighted. He'd be so, he'd be churches delighted. are great for meditation. Churches are actually great for a few quiet moments. To get in out of the rain. They are and very, uh, yeah, yeah. very chilled, lovely places. To, to read your iPads or to read your comics <laughs> on an iPad. <laughs> get away from the children. Interesting. That's fine. Interesting you don't feel that. I wonder will it come with time. That's, um, I wonder. Maybe yeah. it will. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. Uh, this was a very cheery podcast, wasn't it? Very cheery podcast. Just, just, <laughs> but guys, she's getting married. Talking about <laughs> wedding courses. Has he put a ring on it? Has he put a ring on it? Uh, right, we've got to go. Uh, you go enjoy your uh, meeting. And, Great. Uh, and I'll go to bed. <laughs> Have a lovely sleep. Yeah, I will. I'll talk to you later. Azerbaijan. Stay away from yourselves. And, and each, each other. other.